For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? My name is Patrick Allen, and you are here for a post-game victory edition of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by uh, Matt Verderam. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. That was uh, an enjoyable game. <laughs> we thought it was going to be close. Uh, it, it was closer than it probably should have been, but uh, it, still a two-touchdown win for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's, uh, let's just dive right in here. Uh, I wanted to start off, actually. I wanted to, to revisit our, our final score predictions. I think it'll be a fun thing to do uh, each week after the games. So I took a look. You thought, and you stuck to your guns. You made this prediction preseason. So, uh, you know, props to you for, for, for sticking to your guns. It, it, it could have been a very likely outcome. You had it Ravens 30, Chiefs yep. 27. Uh, I had it Chiefs 34, so I hit the bullseye on that, but yeah. did not expect to, the, the Ravens to be a raging dumpster fire. I had it Chiefs 34, Ravens 31. So let's just start with the overall picture of the game. How do you feel about your, your misprediction, and, and, and boy, are you glad that you were wrong? I was going to say, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm glad to be wrong. Uh, it won't be the last prediction I'm wrong with, but no, listen, I mean, I, my feeling in the game was, and I said this in the last episode, that I thought the Ravens would come in with a lot of emotion. Look, they had a lot to prove in this game. I know they won 14-2 last year. They had the best record. But they lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Chiefs the year prior. Kansas City won the Super Bowl. Baltimore has not won a playoff game with Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson won that game tonight, it would have been the biggest win of his career. So I really thought that Baltimore at home, I know no fans, but still at home, would come out and play really strongly. And I got to say, like, Kansas City just kicked their ass. I mean, that game was really never even close. I mean, Baltimore comes down, they get the ball first, they get the field goal. I was surprised they kicked the field goal, to be honest with you. I thought they were going to go for it on fourth down. Harbaugh is very aggressive typically with them. They kick, 
The Chiefs score. They score again. The only thing that kept that game from being a total laugher early was the, was the kickoff return for the touchdown. That was it. I mean, really, Baltimore did nothing offensively otherwise. I was incredibly impressed. I thought Spagnolo had a great plan. They, they were able to they, – they blitzed Jackson quite a bit. They limited the run after catch. Baltimore ran a little, but for you know Baltimore standards, nothing crazy. I thought and, and Andy Reid, it was a master class. Baltimore had no idea where to go. The Ravens were blowing coverages like crazy. It was well done. And Mahomes made his statement. I, I think we know uh, how he feels now about not getting the MVP, which okay, he shouldn't have, by the way, last year. Being ranked fourth in the NFL top one hundred while Jackson was number one. I think we have a pretty good idea of how uh, jacked up Patrick Mahomes was for that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, the NFL 100. You know, that's the fun thing about when when the, the Chiefs are finally good and that they have their franchise quarterback is that our gripes are, you know, these small slights and rankings with the NFL 100. And, he, and we get to play this sort of, you know, we all had to sit there and watch stupid Tom Brady and stupid Gronk shrugging, walking out of the tunnel with their stupid little video that they made when they won in the AFC championship game and, and when they were trying to play the, the, you know, nobody believes in us for the underdog thing. And now we get to get, we get a little bit of that with, with Mahomes and like, uh, hey, uh, just, just so you guys know, I'm the best player in football. Make yeah. sure you get it right next year because uh, it's a bad look. <laughs> bad look for that list. That was, look. That was about as emphatic a statement. I mean, you can tell Mahomes is an animated guy to begin with, but Mahomes was really feeling it early. I mean, guy goes 31 to 42, 385, four touchdowns, ran for another touchdown. He he was and, and just missed Harden for another one. It would have been a you know touchdown for the half. It would have been another like 40 or 50 yarder. It, he was he was fantastic. And Lamar Jackson, I mean, we'll get into this more here, but I mean 15 for 28, 97 yards. That, <sighs> That's a rough game. Like on yeah. Monday, look, you could sit here and say all games count equally, and in theory they do, but this is on Monday Night Football. I'm guessing it's going to do a massive rating. They had a game of the year type buildup. Jackson was awful. I mean, there's no yeah, way. I, they dropped really a few was. passes. He was terrible. He was terrible, and Mahomes was just – it felt like Mahomes could just do whatever he wanted, and he did. Pretty much, yeah. All of the mistakes that happened, that you know, not many of them were on Mahomes. And I've got my victory beer here. It's brought my voice down an octave. Should be good uh, for for the post edit. Should be nice and easy. Um, so let's talk. Let's start and, and let's talk about Mahomes. Um, the, the, the Chiefs' offense was just stumbled a little bit in the second half. Absolutely unstoppable in the first half. In the first half, Mahomes was he threw for two hundred and sixty yards, three touchdowns in the first half. He ran for one. He finished the game 31 of 42, 385 yards, four passing touchdowns. And as you said, should have had five uh, and a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Unbelievable performance by him. Never looked, never looked frazzled, never looked worried, totally calm, totally opposite of, of last week where he was getting knocked around quite a bit. He did get knocked around a bit. Ravens do like to blitz, but it, totally ineffective. I mean, where does this rank for you in the in the in the pantheon of of Patrick Mahone's performances? I mean, just in terms of his sheer statistical performance, it's one of the best games that he's ever played. Because you know, look, it, it, this would have been a good game to get against the Raiders. To do it on the road against a Ravens team, well, let's be real. I mean, hell, I, I picked Baltimore to win a tight game. Uh, 
I mean, a lot of people, the ESPN, every single analyst picked Baltimore to win. I mean, going into the game, people were talking about, oh, you know, I think Baltimore is going to take this one. They're going to blow them out. That was one thing I was surprised by. Like, I thought Kansas City might lose because I didn't know that the emotion would be there. I, I did not worry that they were going to get blown out. Uh, it, it was almost like people thought, like, the Chiefs up and died before they played this game. And by the way, if you look at their reactions on the field and then at Twitter after the game, uh, Tyron Matthew had some very strong words about it. A few other guys said some things. But Mahomes, I, I mean, I, I think statistically it's one of his best games ever. I mean, he was just unbelievable. Um, but, hey, look, if you're him, if you're the Chiefs, you're 3-0. and You want a big game in terms of the seeding, okay? They have a huge advantage now. They go home for two. It's a short week. You're ready for New England. We'll, we'll touch on that later. But, um, hell, I, I think if, if you're Mahomes, you're the Chiefs. And they got out of there seemingly with no injuries. We'll see what happened with Jarius Sneed. But, I think the Chiefs, you got to feel great. I mean, you're 3-0 and going home, and you just played the toughest game on your schedule, and you won going away on national television. Yeah, they sure did. And Mahomes also, as a note, became the fastest player in NFL history to throw for 10,000 yards, yep. uh, put, put Kurt Warner in the rearview mirror, as they said on the broadcast. And, um, yeah, he was just absolutely terrific. And I, he's also, another interesting note, has never lost a game in the month of September as a professional quarterback. Not 33 bad. touchdowns and no picks. 33 <laughs> and oh. Uh, he, he's pretty good. I think, I think he'll stay around for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Andy Reid later. Obviously, he gets the team ready uh, early in the season. Um, yeah, you know, the Chiefs offense just – it wasn't – I mean, obviously Mahomes was dealing. He was incredible. But – the Ravens just couldn't seem to do anything. When they blitzed, they didn't get home. If they were going to get home, Mahomes moved in the pocket, made a play. And w- when they weren't chipping guys on the line, I mean, they were just wide open. And, and you said this, to, to be fair, you said this in our preview of this game. If the Ravens don't get home with that blitz, Mahomes is going to carve them up. And that's exactly what happened. Because they, it, and it, wasn't, it wasn't just Tyreek Hill. It wasn't just Travis Kelsey. Expected Kelsey to have a good game against those, uh, you know, the rookie linebacker. But, like, it was everybody. Watkins had a good game. Hardman had a good game. Everyone. Anthony Sherman's getting touchdown passes. It was absolutely incredible. Every single one of them. Every every single one of them. Listen, I, you're right. I did mention that before the game, and I feel like on every radio spot I went on, I talked about it in the box. I said it again. Like, this game was going to be, in my opinion, about if Baltimore blitzed and they didn't get to him. Then I I, I think I even set it out. I, I thought the Chiefs would win if they did that. And Martindale kept coming, and, and it was obvious early to me Mahomes just was ready for it. I mean, they were just immediately going to hot routes. Guys were wide open. I thought the first play of the game told you all you need to know. They ran a reverse to Hill, gained tw- or an end around. They gained 22 yards. That told me that Andy was like, okay, you guys want to blitz? Well, here it comes. We're going we're gonna to screw you guys all night. And, you know, if they see each other again, I guarantee you Martindale's not blitzing next game because that was – just a, a killing. I mean, if, if the Chiefs don't miss some kicks and fumble the ball, I mean, Kansas City would have scored 45 points. Yeah, I was going to ask you close. that. I was going to ask you that. At this point, the Ravens have had three cracks at it. It hasn't worked. What do they do next time? Do they, do they try to play like the, the 49ers and the Chargers and try to get home rushing four? I, I just I don't think they have the guys that can do it. Yeah. But what are they, are they, are they going to try to slow it down? It's so hard. And, you know, I, 
I won't say from who because I feel like it's piling on. But I saw an analyst on NFL Network over the week. I think it was on maybe maybe like Friday. Say, well, the Chargers, they, they gave the blueprint on how to beat the Chiefs. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, yeah, if they got four effing guys that can get home on every play and three all-pro corners, and yeah, if, if you can do that. And they still lost. They still lost the yeah. game. The problem teams are going to face, and this is why I think the Chiefs are about to go on a huge winning streak. They just play a bunch of teams and nobody can get any pressure. New England gets no pressure. The Raiders get no pressure. You're not beating them if you don't get pressure with four the entire game. And you're probably still not beating them, but that is the only way. And you know what? This has gone on forever. How did you beat the Colts with Manning? You got pressure. How did you, I mean, how did Brady, that undefeated season, how'd they lose? The Giants got pressure. They hit them all game in the Super Bowl. So that's where the Ravens have a problem because I don't think they can get pressure at the front four. They just can't. And if, if they can't, they're, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. But I still think you're better off trying to get pressure with four and dropping because if you blitz, especially Baltimore, they have very good corners, but they're not fast. And Peters, I, and I was always a big Marcus Peters guy, he tries to jump routes. He's very aggressive. And against Kansas City, that is a recipe for disaster if Mahomes has time to throw the ball. So – I think you got to go with four and try to get if, – if you blitz them, you're just your toast. They're, they will kill you every time, and we saw why tonight. Yeah, and, and what about the defense? Uh, you know, we're going to talk about the Ravens in a minute here and, 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 and their miscues and who's more responsible. Is it the Chiefs defense or the Ravens? But I, I think – I really liked what I saw. Last week they, they were on skates a, a lot of the game. But uh, I, I really think that this week – they looked a lot like they did in week one. They were, they were doing a good job of getting pressure. Now they were blitzing a lot. But I think that the, the thing that you won't hear a lot of people talking about that they should be is the secondary. I mean, yes. th- how yep. many times did you hear Legarius yep. Sneed's name? How many times did you hear Rashad Fenton's name called? I mean, they are really shaping up to be quite a formidable secondary. Totally agree. Glad you said it. Look, Sneed will see it. They'll leave the game. Kind of fell awkwardly on the shoulder. Maybe an AC joint or collarbone. Hopefully he's okay. He's been a revelation. He played great. Almost had a third pick tonight. Traverius Ward would have had a pick if he didn't have a broken hand. Ball hit him right in his yeah. hands. He played well all night long. Rashad Breeland hasn't even played yet. I would argue he's the best corner in the team. He'll be back in two weeks and they play the Raiders. And Fenton's a pretty damn good corner in his own right. All these guys are young and ascending. They've got three safeties who can play, obviously Matthew being the, the, the best of the bunch, but they can all play. Kansas City has a very, very good secondary. And when you combine that with guys like Clark and Jones who win immediately up front. I mean, Jones had two sacks in that game, and the Chiefs had a handful of sacks. The, the Chiefs against a guy who couldn't get away as much as Jackson does would have probably had about eight, nine sacks tonight. As it was, they pressured him all night. I believe they had four. Um, look, they – their secondary is very good, and when you combine it with the rush that they get, they're a major problem. They, they're they not a great defense, but they're a good defense, and they're an opportunistic. They did have four sacks. They're an opportunistic defense, and when you play offense the way the Chiefs do, that, that's really all you need. You don't need them to hold you to you know 10 points. Hold them to 23. You're going to win almost every single game. Yeah. I mean, obviously, look, linebackers, the weakness. Please don't come for me. Uh, Anthony Kitchens, please don't come for me. But, you know, it's it's the weakness, but they're pretty solid in the back. you got two very good safeties. The the secondary is coming into to form, and you've got some guys up front. Frank Clark was excellent tonight, uh, just getting pressure, just smoking his guy over and over again. Yep. Chris Jones, excellent as always. 
They got some big boys in the middle they can put when they want to try to match up against the run. I thought they did a, a pretty good job. I mean, the Ravens got their yards on the ground. I think the Chiefs knew that that was going to happen. They tried to minimize that and, you know, not give up the big plays through the air. They had one shot, uh, Hollywood Brown, but Lamar couldn't make the throw. Uh, so, you know, hats off to the Chiefs. Really excellent job. Let's talk a little bit about some of the miscues. Uh, overall, as we said, it should have been a, a total blowout. But the Chiefs made some mistakes. Let's start with Harrison Butker. He was our hero last yeah. week, so I think we can give him a little bit of a pass uh, on some struggles this week. But, I mean, two missed kicks in a game, an extra point, and a field goal that would have given the Chiefs uh, a wider margin. You just think it was just get the guy, the guy can't hit them all? I mean, you know, you got to miss some kicks, even with that 91% average, right? Uh, yeah. Listen, he had a tough game. He had a tough game. Um you forgive him because he was incredible last week. And, oh, by the way, they, they won going away. Now, if he's the difference tonight, I think people are <laughs> getting, the, uh, getting, the, getting the pitchforks out. But he had a tough game. I thought really the special teams was the only downside. It was weird. I, I'd have to look. That might be the first time they've ever given up a kickoff return for a touchdown with Tobe as the special teams coach. They are yeah. always so rock solid. But to give that up, and I don't – look, I thought it was a planned kick, and you have to hear from Tobe to kind of kick it short. I hate that. Just boom it through the end zone. You know, yeah, especially yeah. when you're winning, you're up. Yeah. Just make make them go the length of the field. They can't do anything. Make them do so. Yeah. I didn't like that. Um, and then yeah, he missed some kicks. Am I am I worried about it long term? No. The guy's the second most accurate kicker in NFL history. I he'll be fine. Um, but they did have an off night. They made some mistakes. I mean, they they did really, and that's the thing that I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you feel the best about. They just laid a, a beating on what I still think is the second best team in the NFL. And they did it on the road and they didn't even play their best game. I mean, they had a, they had a turnover. They essentially had another turnover on downs at midfield. You know, they, they, they dropped the pick because Ward is one hand. It's, it's broken. I mean, they, you know, they, they took, they took some opportunities away from themselves. They fumbled in the red zone and they still just, just put it on them. You got to feel yeah. great about it. Yeah, they really did. I, yeah. Some miscues, Bucker misses the extra point, misses the field goal. We had the fumble, which incidentally, I, I'll tell you, I know you know this, Matt, because you're, you're on Twitter more than I am. Whew, boy, I hate it. You, you make a mistake on Twitter. Boy, do they come for you. I wish when I tweet something that's correct, people jumped into my mentions as fast as they, uh, as they do when you're wrong. I thought, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making an outline for the show. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the game. I thought it was, it was uh, Clyde edwards Elaire who, who fumbled the ball. It was not. I put out a tweet about it, and instantly I've got like 15 retweets, 10 comments. You know, I'm scrolling through. It wasn't Clyde. It wasn't Clyde. And, and the terror yeah. that you feel when you get something wrong on Twitter, not even anything important, you know, just like, like, so I scroll down, I get all the way to the bottom, and this guy calls me, you know, you know, the way they hide the tweets when they get really nasty from you, try to save you. Of course, I clicked yeah. on it, and all, all this guy, most of the people were, we're fine. They're just like, it wasn't Clyde. Hey, it wasn't Clyde. Then you get the clowns with the, like the delete this gif. And I was like, I'm not deleting it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but then I get down to the hidden tweet and this guy's like idiot. So I yeah. asked for, I, I asked everybody, you know, I, I owned up to it. My, my terrible mistake, probably the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. So I asked for, you know, some, some, uh, some time and space during this difficult time, but you got to be careful with this stuff. Vertoram. They'll come for you. Oh, they will. I, I had a guy uh, last week. I was joking around with my good friend and former Arrowhead addict uh, contributor Joshua Briscoe 
that he couldn't skate. And he, you know, I'm like, you got to learn how to skate. Come on. You're an adult. Like, it's not, it's not hard. It's like walking. Some random guy, no idea who he is, DMs me. You're an arrogant prick. You won't be able to walk when I kneecap you. I mean, oh, literally. Like, just, I, I laughed so hard. I, I almost responded with like my address. And then I was like, well, I got a kid. You know, yeah, but, yeah. But I was like, it had nothing to do with him. <laughs> this guy wasn't even involved. It just was ready to, to, to give me the Tanya Harding. I, it was unbelievable. But uh, maybe it's maybe maybe he was maybe it didn't have anything to do with that. Maybe he's one of these guys that you know remembers your your ran against Buffalo. It's Ralph <laughs> Medicus. Remember Ralph Medicus? That's the yeah. guy. Who? Yeah. Uh, I, I was just I was like, wow. I mean, listen, I would I would say to calm down, but uh, at the same <laughs> point, yeah, it's it's a it's a perfect encapsulation of what Twitter is. But mostly yeah. tonight, Chief fans, Chiefs Twitter, pretty happy. Pretty happy, yeah. Just for some some uh, context there, Matt did a little skit uh, at the expense of the city of Buffalo a few years back here on Fanside. Yes. Dig it up if you can. Pretty fun. But, the, you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the good folks of, of Buffalo, one, wonderful people, we're, we're not happy with them. Uh, they were not thrilled. They are not <laughs> no. thrilled. We had a good time. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So let's talk about um, the Ravens because they were a disaster tonight. Uh, Lamar Jackson was absolutely terrible. Uh, obviously, it was effective running the ball incredible athlete but when it came time to throw not good now his to be fair his teammates were dropping some passes they were not great either uh but he was bad in the first half he was 7 of 15 for 35 yards uh and if you thought that he was going to get you know get right at halftime not really uh finished the game 15 of that's that can't 28. be right. Fifteen of fifteen of twenty-eight. Sorry. 15 28. <laughs> Copy and paste. Yeah, fifteen of twenty-eight for ninety-seven yards and a touchdown. Uh, and it was really all for, for nothing. Didn't even get to triple digits there. What do you think it is? I mean, was it was it the Chiefs defense? Did they do what you had suggested uh, in our podcast earlier last week? That just you know it, it flood the middle of the field, force them to throw outside the numbers, were they harassing him. What was the problem here for Jackson? So. He's now been down by 10 or more points in five games in his career. He's 0-5. Um, the problem – I think Jackson's problem is the same problem that the Ravens as a whole have. Look, they need to play a certain way. And people get all up in arms in Baltimore and even sometimes nationally when I say that. It's the truth. They need to get up on teams. They need to be able to run the ball. They need to be able to play action off of it. And, and not because Lamar can't throw the ball. But look. He's not a great thrower of the ball. He's not a bad thrower of the ball, but he's not Mahomes. He's not right. Rogers. And, and he's right not, now, right? He's, right. he's a young guy. Like, cut him some but, slack, right? But people get so like bent out of shape. Like it's some yeah. huge criticism. Look, he's a top four. Like if, if you said to me, you got to draft every quarterback in the league right now for the Super Bowl tomorrow. I think he'd be probably my fourth pick behind my, like that's not a slight. He's yeah. a really good player. But they do need to play a certain way. And when they can't do it, it becomes hard. Now, part of that also, they don't have good receivers, okay? Andrews is a top five tight end. They do not have weapons on the outside. Brown is a speed guy. He's not a great route runner. I don't care. Like Willie Sneed is not putting the fear of God into anybody. You know, they, they don't have – Miles Boykin, his speed, again, it's fine. But, like, let's be real. Miles Boykin on the Chiefs, he's not even on the field, Okay. He doesn't have the weapons Mahomes has. He doesn't have the weapons Wilson has. So they need to run the ball and play action off that. And, and the Chiefs 
were very good about winning on first down quite a bit, especially in the first half of the game, and forcing Jackson to throw. They had some drops in the game, Baltimore did. Andrews had a touchdown pass, went through his hands. Um, you know, that, that certainly contributed. But let's be real. Jackson had a rough night. He didn't play well. And I think a big part of it is they are so used to just being in control of the game. And when they're not, it's a huge shock. And it's hard for them to play like that. The Chiefs have been very good about getting out in front of them. They did it again tonight. Yeah, that was one of our keys to the game was Chiefs need to start fast, put the Ravens out of their comfort zone. That's exactly what they did. Uh, Ravens did strike first. Uh, and, and but, but, you know, it seemed like they got away from the run early. Like they yeah. they were running right down their throats, which which I expected to see happen. And then they got down there in the red zone, threw a couple passes, incomplete, kicked the field goal. I was really surprised Harbaugh didn't go for it on fourth down yeah I even I think I tweeted about it maybe he's just more confident in his offense this year more confident in his defense and that really I think was a was a turning point because they had some momentum they were moving the football they get three and then you know the the script plays out which is that they're not going to be able to stop the Chiefs on offense and from there it was just kind of a you know one thing after another another drop passes they were they, they were fumbling the ball all over the place in the, in the first quarter. They didn't lose yep. any of them, but they were, they were dropping the ball. Lamar Jackson was making some really risky uh, pitches and things like that. Not good. They abandoned the running game. Um, and I got to tell you, listen, I, I, got, I got a bone to pick with these guys, okay? Because I play fantasy football. And I know if there's one thing that everybody likes to hear, it's, to, it's that they like to hear about somebody else's I was going to say, I'm sure everybody's just jacked up for this. Yeah, yeah. I was up by about eight points, okay? And I'm playing this guy. Now, he's got, he's got Tyreek Hill, and, and he's got uh, Lamar Jackson, okay? So Jackson doesn't put up a ton of points. So that, that was good. I've got Clyde, okay? I've got Marquise Brown. I've got Mark Andrews. And I've got Mark Ingram. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm winning. I've got more players than he has. I figure they're going to score some. Complete and utter garbage from the Ravens for my fantasy team. I'm upset about it. Mark Andrews was terrible. He got me no points. Not literally, but it was just bad, you know? And, you know, I expected these guys to put up numbers and still lose to the Chiefs. And instead, it was a clown show out there. And I got to be honest with you, Andrews was terrible. I mean, he had maybe his worst game as a pro. He was dropping the ball all over the place. And then he didn't even catch the touchdown. Um, well, yeah, you know, well. yeah. I mean, it was, and that's the second week in a row where he has not gotten a lot. Is is that? I mean, do you think that that's because teams are like, all right, we're going to take Brown away over the top, and we're going to take Andrews away, and he's is he getting frustrated, and Lamar can't find him? What's what's happening? Well, I, I think part of it is look, the Chiefs made a concerted effort to to force him, and by him I mean Jackson to throw the ball to different spots on the field. Now, Andrews, they had a couple shots. They did a nice job dialing it up. Greg Rome's a great coordinator. And he, and he dropped a few passes. But, you know, teams are going to say, I mean, any good team can take away one guy. They can. Now, now you know, the better you are, maybe you can take away two options. Obviously, the Pats have made a living out of that. But I think it was hard in this game for Baltimore because if the Chiefs can take away Andrews, which they were pretty effective at doing throughout the game, there's just nowhere else to go. We talked about the secondary area. You brought it up. The Chiefs don't care. They'll play those other guys one-on-one all game long. They're not afraid of them. They're not, they're not worried at all about Willie Sneed beating Charvarius Ward. 
It's like, fine, go ahead, throw it. Throw it. We don't care. Throw the ball. Mark Ingram can't catch the ball. Dobbins can catch the ball a little bit. But, I mean, they, they don't care. I'm going to check down. So, I do think the, the Ravens, look, they're going to be fine. Okay? I, I, I hate when people start. I said this earlier about the Chiefs. I'll say it about the Ravens. People need to stop with this whole, well, there's a blueprint now. No, there's not. Like, the Ravens are really, really good. They're going to be fine. They get Washington this week. I would not want to be Washington. All right? That is going to be an unsightly situation for fans of the football team. The Chiefs are just, right now, they're better. Lamar Jackson, after the game, said the Chiefs are our kryptonite. Yeah, pretty much. Because the Chiefs can get ahead of them, and they can make them throw the ball. And it's a long night for Baltimore when that happens. Yeah, and last thing on the Ravens, do you think that they're – strategy of like, a, you know, we're going to run the ball, but we're going to run the ball with a little bit of Lamar and a little bit of Gus Edwards and a little bit of Mark Ingram and a little bit of J.K. Dobbins. Do you think that they're just, they need to let one of these guys get into a rhythm? I mean, look, Ingram's getting older. He ran all over the Chiefs last year. Dobbins, we saw what he did in college. Gus Edwards is a big boy, right? Like they all have success when they get their opportunities, but do you think this just, just bringing them in and out, and you're, oh, you're going to get four, you're going to get six, you're going to get seven. I mean, we're seeing that with the Lions, right? The Lions were trying to rotate through you know, running backs, but it was clear Adrian Peterson's the guy that was, was picking up the most yards. Do, do you believe in the rhythm when it comes to the running backs? I think there's something to that. I think there's something to that. Um, I, I, I think really, though, tonight it was just a matter of the Chiefs really put a lot of guys down the box and said, beat us throw the ball. At some point, it does become a numbers game. And when you start dropping eight guys, I don't care what you want to do stylistically, at some juncture, it does become, look, okay, there's eight guys in the box are daring us to throw it. We have to throw the football. I just think it's a bad matchup. I think the, I thought the Ravens would win tonight because I thought emotionally they'd come out. They'd be high on, on, on having to win this game. I thought you'd see a real punch early, and I thought they'd hold on late. That didn't happen. Mahomes was incredible. And once the Chiefs got up, I was talking to my dad pretty much throughout the entire game. Once the Chiefs got up in that game by double digits, I thought they'd win. Because the Ravens just they cannot play that style of game. And, I, you know, listen, I, I agree with you. Maybe you, you give a guy more run early, see if you can get Ingram going. But I don't think it would have mattered tonight. I really don't. I, I just think it was a matter of the Chiefs just had a great game plan and they executed it. Do you think the Ravens play better if their fans are there? I don't think it matters. I think I think it was a, I think it was an ass kicking either way. I mean, look, maybe they played better. I still think they would have lost. Those fans ain't worth fourteen points. Yeah. Like they, and I, I'll tell you, in some ways, it might even been harder because if they started booing them, it could have really gone downhill in a hurry. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, so I, I don't think it matters. I think I think they got they got beat pretty good. It, hey, it didn't affect the Ravens when they won the first two games going away. So I don't think it yeah. matters. And by the way. After getting treated to that, I hope everybody's uh, enjoying it because Thursday night is Broncos-Jets, so settle Oh, God almighty. That's right. Yeah. That's not right. Good. Not good. Find something else to do. Uh, <laughs> there's baseball. Baseball playoffs are on. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, obviously, everybody, uh, great win for the Chiefs. This is the Arrowhead Attic podcast, and that is for arrowheadaddict.com. You need to make sure you head over to arrowheadaddict.com tonight, tomorrow, Matt Connor. The editor over there does a fantastic job. He's got a great crew of writers and analysts. They turn it out, especially in the fallout after a Chiefs game. 
they're going to have more content that you can handle tomorrow. So along with this podcast, make sure you check out all the written stuff and follow the website at, at Arrowhead Attic. A uh, little bit of fun here, uh, <laughs> Verderam. Uh, apparently, you are not to call Patrick Mahomes Pat. Randy yeah. Mahomes, yeah. she came, we know, we know Lewis Riddick loves to, to, to and boy, how great was it to, to have Lewis Riddick call on a Chiefs game? Uh, can we can we get him on you know every Chiefs broadcast from he's here great. on out? He's he's always tremendous. Great choice to put him in the booth. I just I could listen to the man talk football all day long. He is uh, yeah. excellent, excellent. And I, I thought you know listen, no no disrespect to the other crew from last year. This is a really good group in the booth. Levy's an excellent guy. Also, Oswego Laker, where I went to school. So Steve Levy, my man. Um, uh, you know, Brian Greasy, look, he, he, he stays out of the way essentially, but he's not bad. He's fine. He, he yeah. brings some salient points in and Riddick's excellent. Uh, they did it. They did a really nice job and hey, they got a good game tonight, at least from a chief's perspective. Yeah. Uh, boy, and, and, you know, as we said, Randy Mahomes, Patrick's mother tweeted, uh, you know, these, these announcers need to stop calling my son, Pat. It's uh, driving me crazy. Something along those lines. They talked to Mahomes after the game. Uh, he said, uh, he said, my mom says I'm Patrick. My dad is Pat. So let that be a lesson to, uh, to all you Chiefs fans out there. You don't want mama bear coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Patrick uh, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Indeed. Um, okay. So we like to do this segment, uh, old segment used to run in a written form on Arrowhead Attic, earning their arrowheads. I jotted down some players here, Vertoram. I'm going to run through, feel free to jump in anybody I'm missing here. Obviously who earned their arrowhead tonight? Patrick Mahomes, top of the list, 31 of 42, 385 yards, four touchdowns, simply ridiculous. Tyreek Hill, incredible as always, had 77 receiving yards and a touch. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he didn't get in the end zone. Uh, not as, as flashy as, as a game he had in week one, but a better game than week two. 25 total touches, though, for 134 all-purpose yards. Uh, it, it's kind of under the radar, just steady drip, drip, drip of production from him tonight. What, what did you see out of the rookie? Toughness uh, and the constant ability to turn two yards into four yards, three yards into five yards. That is such an underrated, valuable thing out of your running back. He does it all the time. I also thought he showed some great hands. That I believe it was the first play out of the half for the Chiefs offensively. That It was a gorgeous ball by Mahomes, a little fade, a circle route, wheel route, and, and Mahomes put it on him, but Edwards Alaire made a great over-the-shoulder catch. A lot of backs can't make that catch. So. I thought he was really solid. I, I thought he played really well. He wasn't flashy necessarily, but he he compliments them wonderfully, and I'm sure will continue to here as he gets more and more in tune with what they want to do offensively. Yeah, there were a number of carries where they had four or five shots at him, and he, they never did bring him down. They just had to blow the whistle for forward progress. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to get the man down with an arm tackle. Very excited about his future this year. Also, he's on my fantasy team. Uh, Chris Jones... Again, it almost seems like at this point, Chris Jones getting two sacks, you know, forcing a fumble is, uh, is kind of a ho-hum game for him. But uh, absolutely incredible. Earned his arrowhead tonight. I want to I give a little props to, uh, to Damian Wilson as well. Uh, that, that defended pass on Mark Andrews uh, was not an easy play. Uh, he kept his eye on the ball, swatted that one out of the air. Uh, oh, if it's a better throw from, from Jackson, it's, it's, a, it's a much bigger game. But, uh, you know, the, the – we kind of we got to crap on the, the the linebacker play a little bit sometimes, so we got to recognize them when they do a, a good job. And they did a good job tonight too against the run. 
Uh, Nicole Hardman, touchdown catch, kind of woke up. Hasn't really been too big of a factor this season. Do you see him getting more involved as the season rolls on here? I, I hope so. I think he's the X factor with them. When, he, when he's going, forget it. You're not stopping them. I mean, he is so electric. And he almost had a second one. Uh, would have been a tough catch, but almost had a second one. I was, I was very impressed by him. I thought he played a real, a real nice game. Quiet game from Demarcus Robinson, who's been involved. Only one target, no catches, just game flow. Got to be quiet for somebody. Yeah, that's true. That's no, true. So, somebody can't get every, on, yeah. every pass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big arrow head to Frank Clark. Had a sack, pressures all over the place uh, in the pressures. I don't have the official numbers on those, but he was terrific as always, really quick off the line. And let's talk about big Eric Fisher with the touchdown catch. Big man. Going to the Mike Vrabel school of uh, <laughs> of goal line play. That wasn't an easy catch for, for no. Big it was Fish. kind of up high a little yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> it was. You know, he uh, Adam Schefter, I believe, tweeted this out. He was the first number one overall pick to catch a touchdown since Keyshawn Johnson. Whoa, that's incredible. Good stuff. That's Good an stat. incredible. Credit Adam Schefter on that one. He's got to have people working, but he didn't know. How do you even well, begin to look that up? Team. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I I admire these people on the research that just like they're like, I wonder, you know, they try to find the most obscure thing. I wouldn't even think to look for that. It's incredible, right? I know you do this every week. You're tweeting out stats from the week and stuff. How long does it take yes. you to put that together? I don't have a team to do it for me either. <laughs> it takes <laughs> right. A while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and a big arrowhead for Legarius Sneed and really the whole secondary. But Sneed again, like you're just he's out there. He defends a pass. You know, you're not hearing about him, and that's what you want in a cornerback unless he's picking it off. Uh, it, how impressive – I mean, when's the last time a Chiefs DB impressed you this much? Eric Berry? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean yeah, – He's a rookie. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't put him in Berry's class, or, but, you know, but he's he's been <clears> – <throat> I'll tell you what he reminds me of, and hopefully he's got more staying powers. Like when Marcus Cooper first came up, and Marcus Cooper mm. was just unbelievable for the first yeah. month. That being said, uh, Sneed is Sneed's a better athlete than Cooper. I mean, he he played safety and corner at uh, La Tech. He he can move a little bit. You go watch that pick he had against the Chargers. He came halfway across the field. So right. they're impressive. The only arrow had uh, that I would add. In fact, I'd add two. I guess so. One is a little under the radar. And one's way under the radar. <laughs> Sammy Watkins, to me, had a nice game tonight. Seven catches, 62 yards. Felt like he had a lot of important catches. And he's coming off yeah. the concussion. I thought he really played a key role tonight for them. Unheralded, but really, just every time it seems like they needed a catch, Watkins worked himself open. And the other guy, look, Mike Remmers, he did not plan on starting tonight. And all of a sudden, Andrew Wiley gets sick, has to go to the hospital, he's out of the game. You did not hear Mike Remmer's name once. That's, That's right. a good thing. Mike yeah. Remmer's giving credit. That's a tough defense to come in cold against. They bring a lot of pressure, a lot of stunts, a lot of twists, a lot of different – got to communicate. I thought Mike Remmer stepped in and did a flawless job. Really, really nice job by him uh, to keep the train rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there were other people that had good games. Obviously, Kelsey was excellent. Oh, uh, Neiman was kind of all over the field. Struggled a little bit in, uh, in some tackles in the run game early on, but I think did a nice job. Uh, and let's give a big arrowhead to Andy Reid. I mean, the man oh, yeah. knew the importance of the game. He opened up the playbook. It was, it was a very differently called game than the Chargers game. You saw a lot more of the razzle-dazzle, a lot more of the misdirection. The shovel pass to Sherman, I mean, 
I just sort of ex- usually like one or two times during a Chiefs game, I just like explain very loudly and scare the dogs and you know annoy my wife. Uh, and that was one of those times. I, the way that he underhanded that ball was was incredible. That was uh, that was amazing. I, when that's when that happened. I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" And then, like, it, and then I realized, like, before I even could really get that whole thought process, I was like, "Oh no, he's wide open. It's cool." Like, it's one of those things as a Chief fan now. Like, Mahomes is what he started something like. I'm doing the math off the top of my head, but something in the neighborhood of what 35, 37 games. You're kind of used to it, but you're still never quite ever used to it because it's just so sure. ridiculous. Yeah. And when he started throwing the ball underhanded, my initial reaction was like, oh, my God. Like, he's throwing the ball underhanded in the red zone. There's tons of bodies around. And then you're like, oh, no, it's all right. It's fine. It's touchdown. <laughs> when he does these things in the game, I mean, like, there was the, the moment where he did the – so, like, the fake jump pass, and then he ran, like, five yards to his left and completed the ball for a first down. These are just routine things that he does all the time that, right. you know, yep. you're just like, oh, yeah, well, of course. Right? Just absolutely incredible. He's not bad. He's not bad. <laughs> he's, I, think, I think he'll stick around for a while. He's pretty good. All right, it's, it's, it's getting late, so we're not going to go as long as we normally do. Let's move on to fan questions. We've got three. Uh, we got another question from our guy, Nate Taylor, uh, at T-A-Y-L-O-N-R. Uh, Nate said, hey, Patrick, any chance uh, we can determine if Kansas City had the heaviest total touchdown receptions in the history of the NFL with Fisher and Sherman uh, catching those touchdowns? You have to get your research team on that one, Verderam. I don't know. That, that's pretty – that's a lot of beef scoring. Yeah, I, hate scoring to, I hate to disappoint uh, Nate. I don't know the answer to that question, but you know, you got to think when they threw that touchdown pass to Don Terry Poe, like that's got to, that's got to tip the scales. All right. I mean, I, I would think, um, yeah. but how, you know what? Yeah. A lot, a lot of beef tonight getting in the end zone. Yeah. And let's not forget about a, a young man by the name of Jerome Bettis who was carrying a little bit of weight around and, and, and had his fair share of touchdowns. That's true. Him and Ben uh, Morris together. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Add it up. Um, all right. And then uh, a good friend of ours, a contributor to Arrowhead Addict, Lyle Graverson, at Lyle Graverson. That's S-E-N. Uh, he says, obviously, Andy and Mahomes put on a show tonight, but was Baltimore's, and I wonder this too, was Baltimore's offensive issues more about Casey's defense playing well or Lamar and the Ravens shrinking under the pressure of keeping pace? What do you think, Verder? Uh, first of all, I love Lyle's work. That's a good question. Um, I, I think it was a kind of tandem thing. When the Chiefs offense got going the way they did, it just forces Baltimore out of their comfort zone. And I thought that that's kind of what you saw in this game. The Chiefs got up by 10. It was early, but it was still up. And then they get the kick return. The Chiefs come right back down. And score. But I will say, I think the defense deserves a lot of credit because there was a point in that game where, in fact, two points. Uh, in the first half, I believe it was 13-10, and the, the Ravens got the ball back and couldn't do anything. They had the punt. The Chiefs kind of rolled on from there. And then the second half, it was 27-20. Chiefs score. Ravens are coming down. Then the Chiefs get two sacks, and Fenton breaks the pass break up in the end zone on the fourth and 24. If you're going to be a championship team, they obviously already are one. You need to make the big plays in games. You don't always have to be great. I know it's an old adage, but it's an old adage because it's true. You have to be great when it's demanded of you. And they, at times, I thought, look, the offense set the tone. They put the defense in a good position, and then the defense capitalized. I thought it was a really good job of working in tandem and getting a, a huge one. 
I think that's a really good point, Matt. You know, obviously, you know, the Chiefs were really bad a couple of years ago on defense. Not great at times last year. Looked not great against the Chargers this year. But they, they do seem to show up when it matters. And that is the mark of a championship team, a championship defense. They don't have to be dominant all the time, right? I mean, we were saying this two years ago, right? If the Chiefs can just get a defense that can hold teams to 20 points, they're going to go 14-2 every season, right? And I think that's what this defense is with a little bit more upside because they've got some really good quality players, obviously. And, and, and Matthew Thornhill looks like he's going to be very good. Um, they got the pass rushers up front. And now with these cornerbacks starting to, to, to take off, I mean, give this, you know, give Brett Veach another draft here and uh, a free agency move. And now you could have something really, truly scary on your hands because this offense isn't going anywhere. Uh, I agree. They're they're an impressive unit, and now they've got the experience, right? They're battle-tested. They know they can get the stops when they need to. They're not afraid of Baltimore. They're not afraid of a team like San Francisco. They're not afraid of Tom Brady or the Patriots or other high-flying offenses because they know that they can keep up. So, uh, yeah, hats off to the Chiefs defense. I, I agree with you. I do think Baltimore made it easy on them tonight, uh, but they played a nice game, and they, 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 they tightened up after that first drive. And yep. uh, la- yeah, last fan question uh, comes from our guy, Stacy Smith, at E-M-C-E-E-R-E-A-C-H. Uh, big, biggest Chiefs fan I know, former contributor to Arrowhead Addict, excellent writer. Uh, I'm sure some of you read his stuff years ago. He, he wrote for the site for quite a while, actually dating all the way back to, to my tenure. Uh, so Stacy was there for a long time. He, he asks, uh, at what point does Hardman take major snaps away from Demarcus Robinson? He's clearly the better receiver. Do you believe that, Matt? Do you think he's the better route runner right now? Uh, I think he's the more explosive player. I know Robinson, for the longest time, the Chiefs had hesitancies to put him on the field because they, they didn't know that he would always be in the spot where he's supposed to be. Now, with Hardman, now, and I think Robinson's rectified a lot of that, but I think I agree with, with Stacy and, you know, obviously, uh, a.k.a. Reach. Uh, I agree with him. Look, I, you got to put Hardman on the field more. The, the guy is just so dynamic. And it's so – look, it's doubly hard when you're dealing with Tyreek Hill and you're trying to stop that and you're worried about that. And then it's like, all right, and oh, yeah, this guy Hardman, right, we got to put somebody over the top of him. And, oh, yeah, Watkins too. Yeah, I'd like to see Hardman more. I do think by the middle of this year, you will start seeing, if not earlier, you'll start seeing Hardman start to take those snaps. Do you think his extra involvement tonight was in somewhat of a response to the lack of offensive production last week in the Chargers game? Could have been. Hard to say. I think they wanted to get as much speed on the field as possible against what is a slower Ravens defense, and they made him pay for it. And, and, And let's be, you know, Demarcus Robinson's a very solid receiver and he's a great fit for this offense in the role that he needs to be in, right? Like we've seen with Chris Conley in the past. Now maybe if he goes to another team at some point, it may not work out so well. I if I was him, I'd stay right where I was at because uh, <laughs> you know, but maybe he gets the big deal if he gets on the open market, right? Uh a little bit of the luster from that Chiefs offense. Um, thank you for the questions. You can always ask us questions. You can hit us up. On Twitter, I'm at at rpatrickallen, and Matt is at at mattverteram. You can always add us with your questions. We'll try to get to them on the podcast. You can also leave us a review. That's very important, and I forgot to mention this at the top, and all the people that I work on podcasts with at Fansided are going to give it to me this week. Uh, 
We right. need your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's really important to the success of the show and to us finding a larger audience so we can keep bringing you great content. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts if you like what you hear. Leave us a five-star review, but not just that. Please write a review. Actually having those written reviews down there below the, the, the podcast when new people are coming along trying to see if they should listen to these two clowns talk Chiefs football uh, is, 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 is really important, having those visuals. So please do that if you can. And if you want to ask us a question in that written review, I promise you we will read that question on air as long as you don't ask something you know like kind of jerky. <laughs> but if you ask us a legit football question, we will read it on air uh, and tag you on Twitter and all that fun stuff. So please do that for us. Um, I, I got a little segment here for um, I've I've cooked up a whole boatload of segments. Take a look at the outline. Add some if you want for later. But I feel like we can pull these out every once in a while. There's a little bit of a theme you guys will see. But this this segment this week is called the Savvy Piscatelli Award for Defensive Futility. And tonight I'm giving that award to the entire Baltimore Ravens defense because they were horrible tonight. They, the blitz didn't get home. The coverage was non-existent. The Chiefs pretty much could do whatever they want. They were running weird reverses and flipping the ball around and fullbacks and left tackles were catching touchdown passes. Can, can, what do you think, Verderham? Can the Ravens' defense recover from this? Uh, yeah, but I think if they see the Chiefs again, they're not going to be thrilled about it. I, I think that is pretty obvious. And by the way, everyone who heard you say Savvy Piscatelli immediately drove their car off a bridge. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, we've lost the listeners, and now there's about uh, there's about a hundred people in need of a new car. But um, yeah, uh, listen, I, my savvy Piscatelli one. It, I, I got to be honest. And I'm a fan of the guy. Marcus Peters got roasted tonight. He did a he did. lot, like by multiple guys. It was pretty much like, "Hey, Marcus, we're gonna double move you to death." And I, you know, I got to. And say, you predicted that. You predicted that. I, I just. Look, they know him. They know him. Like they, I thought the best throw of the night, and I'll, and we're going to wrap it up, so I'll be quick, but I thought the best throw of the night was the Hardman touchdown catch because it's third and 14. And you know they're going to blitz there. They do. I forget who hit Mahomes, but he was coming free, and Mahomes had to have seen him. He was coming right at him, right from the right side. And I give Mahomes a lot of credit. He stood in there and knew he was going to take a real shot and put it right on the money. It was a great throw, and it was made possible because Mahomes waited and waited and waited, and then you get the double move, and it was a beautiful route. Peters bit underneath. It's all she wrote, but wonderful play. Peters, he had a tough night tonight. Yeah, interesting note about uh, Savvy Piscatelli. I believe he's a professional wrestler now somewhere. I don't think he's in the big leagues, but Good, I, I read that. play defense. Yeah, he, he, tried, he tried his hand at... And professional wrestling. Um, hopefully he's better at that than he was uh, playing for the Chiefs. Uh, we'll have more fun segment names like that for you guys. Some good and some bad. We'll bring back some fun names from the past. Uh, so keep an eye out for those. And if you've got any segment ideas, please send them our way on Twitter as well. Okay, we're going to wrap it up real quick. And we're going to do this lightning quick because, uh, you know, it's 1130 Central Time. Um, <laughs> we got the Patriots next week, right? No more Tom Brady. They got Cam Newton. He's played well at times. Not passing the ball so great. Obviously, they're taking advantage of, of, of his running ability. Belichick always cooks something up, right? He cooks something up to, to, to fluster Pat or to confuse Pat for, for a quarter or a half. 
Will he do that again? And and what's your key, your early key? We'll we'll, we'll talk more next the, later this week. But what's your early key to victory for the Chiefs against the Patriots? Stack the box and limit them run the ball. If you do it, it's over. They have no weapons outside. I don't think the Chiefs care if they throw the ball to Edelman. Um, you got to limit Newton on, on his on his running, and you've got to somehow slow them down because they do run the ball very very well. Um, I got to be honest, maybe I eat my words on this. Belichick's not going to have anything from Holmes this game. They have the slowest front seven in the NFL. They get no pass rush. I think I think the Chiefs are going to dismantle New England. I do, and we'll get to that next episode. I if you cannot get pressure on Mahomes, you have no shot. And the Ravens have every bit the corners that, that, that New England does. They're very well coached. It doesn't matter. They couldn't get home. They got no pressure at all. I, I, would, I watched that New England-Vegas game, and if, if Derek Carr was willing to take some shots, they were there. Guys were running, running wide open, and, and Carr just would not uncork it. Mahomes will. But I think, if, look, number one key has got to be you have to stop the run force them into passing downs. I think the Chiefs will be in great shape. I, you know, I, I always got to give credit to, to Bill. He's incredible. I figure he'll cook something up. But what I do know is that a Bill Belichick coach team, the New England Patriots, Brady or no Brady, they're not going to play sloppy football. The Chiefs no. aren't going to get a sloppy game from the Patriots like they did tonight against the Ravens. The, 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 the Patriots will execute their game plan and usually they'll execute it pretty well it's very rare that they just com- completely come out and lay an egg now the Chiefs are a way better football team and I think they can absolutely torch them but they better mind their P's and Q's and not make some of the silly errors and mistakes that they made tonight because if they give up a kick return for a touchdown if they turn the ball over a couple times Belichick will make them pay uh, and Cam Newton's a talented enough player that we know that you know he he can get going and and uh, so my my uh, <laughs> my early key to victory is the Chiefs need to execute just go in, play a good sound football game, play the kind of football game they played against the Houston Texans, and I think they'll be I think they'll win by at least 10. And we'll get into our predictions later this week. All right, Vertoram, any final thoughts on the the big game that's kind of a disappointment from a national perspective tonight? I don't think it could have gone any better for the Chiefs. Um I think that the Ravens are still a great team. I think the Ravens are going to be heard from. People love to overreact. I'll tell you right now. I'm doing our power rankings tomorrow morning. Baltimore came into the game number two. They're going to stay there. They're not like I. I would not be shocked if Baltimore wins 13 games, 14 games this year. They're really good. The problem for them is so are the Chiefs. I think if you're if you're a Chiefs fan right now, listen. If you're not thrilled about where this team's headed, how they've played, I don't know what to tell you. They're three and zero. They look great. They they're now coming home for two games. They are not going to be an underdog maybe the entire rest of the year. I would say the only game, that, as long as they're healthy, they're even remote possibilities are at Tampa and at New Orleans, and those games are in December. The Chiefs, the Chiefs now at 3-0, if they can keep themselves in gear, they got an opportunity to go on quite a run. Looking forward to it. Let's, uh, let's run it back. That's the theme of the year. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us once again, particularly on a late Monday night. This podcast will be in your, in your feeds by Tuesday morning. Uh, if you like what you heard, again, you can always subscribe to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google, Amazon Music, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, reviews will help the show grow, so hit us up on Apple Podcasts. And uh, make sure you check out Matt's 
National NFL Podcast, Stacking the Box. You can also subscribe to that on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Great perspective on the league as a whole. And Matt's always doing really interesting reporting and bringing interesting nuggets of news to Stacking the Box. Uh, and make sure you check out his column, also called Stacking the Box, the written version on fansided.com. Comes out every Monday. And, and just really, in addition to reading all your Chiefs news on Arrowhead Attic, stop by fansided.com and check out just the buffet of awesome content in the NFL division that that Matt's team delivers on a regular basis. We got power rankings. We got quarterback rankings. We got the Stacking the Box column podcast. It's all there for you. Probably a bunch of other great stuff that I, <laughs> I forgot about. So check it out. I will throw in real quick because we just started doing this this year and I, I am enjoying it. Every Wednesday we write this column, I write this column called uh, the NFL in under a thousand words. And it is every game, obviously under a thousand words. Um, and I give you the biggest mismatch of each team and then a stat to know. And it's, it's, it's not like nerdy analytical, but it's, it's a deeper dive and if you want to just know what's going on with every game, you want to have one thing to watch, whether you're just interested in it, you're betting on it, I really think you would enjoy it. It's something I really enjoy doing. And I'll tell you, seriously, it's made me a much smarter analyst watching the games because it's, it's really given me keys to watch. And um, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I think you will too if you read it. Yeah, it's a great column. I can attest to that. And it's pretty snackable too. You can move right through it. Lots of great information. Just the facts, ma'am, kind of, kind of column. It's really great. Uh, and, and lastly, as always, you can follow us. We're on Twitter, the hellscape that we call Twitter, but it's a great way to interact with you all. Please hit us up. Hit us up with your questions, podcast ideas, chief stuff. He's at, at Matt Verderam. I am at R, at R, Patrick Allen. And make sure to follow Arrowhead Addict Editor, Matt Connor, at Matt Connor AA. And of course, follow at Arrowhead Addict. For Matt Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. The Chiefs are 3-0. and Thank you again for joining us. And as always, go Chiefs. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.